Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. We're going to be reading out of 2 Timothy 1, 9, and I think this scripture is going to mean so much to you. You are going to see so much out of this, and I really think it's going to help you start being confident in ways that you didn't even know was possible. So who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Okay, so there's four words I want to highlight out to you before we begin. And these four words are really going to set up everything we're about to talk about. Okay, the first word is saved. Then the next thing he says is called. Then he tells us purpose. The next one is grace. So I want you to see these two words, who has saved us and called us for his own purpose and grace that has been given to us before time began. Okay, so I want you to see that the word called and grace are like the bookends that's holding together calling and purpose. And so much of our life, we're spending all the time trying to figure out calling and purpose, right? I have people tell me all the time, like they don't know if they're called, they don't know what their purpose is, they don't believe that they're called, they don't believe that their life has purpose. But I love this so much because it tells us that with salvation, upon salvation, we receive calling and with salvation, we receive our purpose. And so it's through salvation that we get those two things. In other words, everything that God has is made available to us. The instant that we become saved, the moment we surrender our life to Jesus, our life now has calling and our life now has purpose. And then that's held together by grace. So what is calling? Calling is just simply this, our identity of who we are. And so many people are searching out who they are. They don't, they can't figure out who they are in this life. They struggle with thoughts of insecurity, thoughts of fear, thoughts of insignificance. And I love this so much because Paul is writing to Timothy and he's letting him know that at the very moment of salvation, that he received calling. He's not waiting for identity. He's not waiting for what it is that he's supposed to do. He's not waiting for this moment of somebody else to mark him or approve of him or validate him. The very minute that he got saved, he was also called. He got his identity in Christ. And then the next thing is, he says that through that identity comes your purpose. Your purpose is simply this, what you do with that calling. So your purpose is now what it looks like to the world and to others. So your calling is what you are to God. Your purpose is how that functions to others. And so he's letting him know that, hey, the moment that you got saved, that salvation was for purpose and that purpose is for others. That purpose is to help other people to come into the kingdom. But all of this is held together by the bookend of grace. So the truth is, is that we are always wondering, do I have what it takes to do what I'm called to do? Do I have what it takes to fulfill my purpose? Uh, I know for me and my life, there's so many times, whether I'm preparing a message, whether we're getting ready to launch our second campus, or maybe it's an online course or a speaking event I'm doing, I always wonder, God, do I have what it takes to do this? Are you sure that you called the right person? Am I doing the thing that you called me to do? And all of that is answered right here 
in the scripture because it lets us know that the moment that I was saved, that he saved me for that calling and that he's called me and he's purposed me and, and he's given me the grace, the ability to fulfill the purpose, the calling and salvation remains. Isn't that so good? So when we see those two things as the bookends of our life, and so I have so many of you, you reach out to me and you say, Crystal, I'm just so worried. Like, what if I'm not truly saved? I'm so afraid that I might have lost my salvation. Friend, let me tell you, the Bible tells us that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. I love that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it tells us nothing can separate us from the love of God. So the truth is, is that the moment that your heart is is tender towards God and your heart is to want to be saved and you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are surely saved. See, the enemy wouldn't tempt you that you're not saved if, if you were already. He's letting he's letting you be fearful because he knows that once you realize your salvation, then you're going to realize that you're called and that you have purpose and you're going to tap into the grace that God has for you to be able to fulfill the purpose, to be able to walk in your identity and your calling. And then you're going to see other people get saved and come back into that full process. So what does all this look like for us to begin to really, truly start to walk this out? I think the first thing that we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get a revelation of who we are in God. You know, I love that the very first thing that he lets him know there is salvation and then calling. It's almost like they walk together. They're walking together hand in hand because the moment that we're saved in Corinthians, it tells us that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He's letting us know that everything in our life has begun to change. We have to get a new revelation of who we are in God, not a revelation of what our past failures say, not a revelation of what other people have said about us, not what our mistakes have told us that we are, but who we are in God. I love Psalm 139, 14. It's David and he writes out, he says, I praise you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And I just like to say that if we would be honest, that most of us wouldn't declare like David. We wouldn't be declaring our identity in God. We spend so much time declaring the identity that everybody else has put on us, the identity of our past, the identity of our failures. And the truth is, is that upon salvation, you got a new calling. You got a new identity. You're made a brand new person. And in that person, that means you are who God says you are. You can do what God says you can do. And you can have all that God says you can have. But if all you're doing is rehearsing those past mistakes, you're going to miss out on the more that God has. So what's another way that we can walk this out? Number two is to connect with the house of God to connect with the house of God. See, I believe that if upon salvation and with that calling and with that purpose and with that grace, I believe that it flows best in the house of God. I love Psalm 92 verse 13. It says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord our God will flourish. So if we want our lives to be flourishing lives, then we're going to have to get ourselves planted in the house of God. Any area of our life that we're not seeing the fruit that we we want to see from it, we got to question ourselves, is that area planted in God's house? See, because God's purpose is to see his plan and his church expand and grow. And so when I'm planted in the house of God, the more my identity is established, the more my purpose is able to be fulfilled and more God's grace begins to come on my life. And I see things in a greater way to be able to obtain everything that he has for me. See, that's why the enemy works so hard with isolation. And there's so many people out 
out there trying to get God's purpose and his calling and his um, uh, their identity outside of the house of God. And the enemy's done this since the beginning of time. Think about Adam and Eve. Satan didn't tempt Eve when she was with Adam. He waited till she got alone. Think about David. Whenever he goes to the battle line before Goliath, it says that he went up there by himself. He didn't go with a big pack of people. See, Goliath was chanting them to come one by one to the battle line. And the same is true today. The enemy's working so hard to get us isolated, to get us alone, to get us separated. Why? Because he knows that the word in Psalms is true, that those who are planted in the house of God will flourish. The last thing that I want you to know, number three, is that you are here on purpose for a purpose. You are here on purpose for a purpose. John 18, 37, Jesus is speaking. He says, for this cause, I was born. And John 12, 27, it says, for this cause, I came even for this very hour. These two things I want you to know about Jesus. Jesus knew that his life was only going to be as significant as the cause it was attached to. And the same is true for your life. Your life will only be as impactful, as meaningful as the cause that you attach it to. So when you begin to realize that you're made on purpose for a purpose, that you're the right person at the right place at the right time, that God has given you unique uh, calling, a unique purpose, and he's given you sufficient grace to be able to apprehend all that he's called you to oh my goodness that's when you began to do things for God that you never thought were even possible that's when all of a sudden a new momentum a new freshness begins to come on your life and you go further faster than ever before thank you so much for listening to today's content if you would like to further connect with crystal text the keyword crystal to 33733 and follow the prompts We are so thankful you are a part of our community. Let's do something awesome for God this week.